If you're a busy woman raising children and you want to learn to reverse engineer how you want to feel in all areas of your life, listen up. For the first time ever, I am teaching my energetic time management process. Not only am I teaching it live, but you're getting one-on-one access to me. Yes, you heard that correctly. You can reach out to me personally and get feedback on how this process is working in your life. So head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash workshop. As soon as you register, you are going to get a pre-recorded training video that you can watch over and over and over again that also has an accompanied PDF, step-by-step. I'm literally showing you step-by-step. You're also going to be... um given the details to reach out to me one-on-one and my team so we can support you as you're integrating this work in your busy schedule. And we're also going to be throwing in two live group Q&A calls. So come ask your questions. I'm going to show you how to integrate energetic time management, not just at home, but in your work as well. Ask all your questions, and I'm there to help you live in alignment with how you want to feel. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash workshop and join us live today in May. What it really took for me to create financial freedom. Hello, my ladies. So I am recording this, uh, talking to myself in my phone on my voice memos app with a bug net over my face on our new property, AKA wellness space, retreat center, cottage, This has been such a long time dream of mine that I cannot believe it is actually real. And one, there's fucking horse flies here and they're attacking me. Anywho, um, I hope that sells it for you. And I want to talk about this. I've been thinking a lot about what I'm going, like I wanted to podcast about this, but I'm all about um, teaching you the specific steps, like the real steps that I had to go through to get out of my own way to make this happen um, and years in the making. So, of course, I practice everything that I preach. And for those that are new here, hello and welcome. And if you are not familiar with my work, I help professional women raising children feel alive and aligned both at home and in their work. So whether you are a business owner or a professional uh, working woman, um, I help you feel alive and aligned. And two things that I want to represent is parenting and profit. And what I mean by that is parenting, meaning like you are so freaking proud of your parenting. You are so grateful for the inner work that you have done 
to become the parent that you know your children need, to advocate for them, to to just live with no regrets in your quote-unquote career of raising children. Um, and when it comes to profit, and I've been talking a lot about this in my business um, program, our Mastery Business Program, profit to me is time, money, and energy. It's not just money because when you have money... <sighs> You can have all the money in the world, but you may feel like crap, like you have no energy or no time. And that's not profitable either. That doesn't feel like abundance, right? It doesn't feel like profit, like extra. So the interesting part about this whole endeavor, and I'm walking along the property, there's four acres here, and you might be able to hear water. There's this beautiful ravine. Um, it's just magic. And I can't believe this is my life. Um, yeah. When I go back to the beginning and I start with the life I wanted to live, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I've used the journal prompt and you're welcome to use this. Wouldn't it be nice if... And for years and years and years and years and years, I always had this desire to have a space in the middle of trees with water around and it be an incredibly healing, sacred, quiet space. And I didn't know how. I had to become unattached to the how. But it was like my soul was drawn to it. And I started noticing that with the kids and um, my husband, I we would rent cottages. Uh, my kids would go to camp in this area. And I was always doing something. I was always drawn to this energy of the trees and the forest and nature. And I don't know why I didn't really grow up like this. It just, that's, that was the vision. And it was just such a strong pull. So number one, and I want you to write this down. So you're going to hear me say this a lot. I want you to write this down or I want you to pay attention to this or pause here, the recording and write this down. I paid attention to my polls. I paid attention to my wouldn't it be nice list. And for years on my wouldn't it be nice list, I had many things on it. Wouldn't it be nice from something as simple as I could have a bath tonight to wouldn't it be nice if we owned some land or a cottage? Um, to wouldn't it be nice if I had confidence in this area? Or wouldn't it be nice if I felt amazing in my body? Or wouldn't it be nice if I loved my clothes? Or wouldn't it be nice if I didn't yell at the kids anymore? Whatever it is, it can be big or it can be small. But And your list can change, okay? But the key here is I listened to my desires and I wrote them down. I listened to my desires and I wrote them down. I listened to the pull and I kept leaning towards it, right? Now, here's the other thing. What do you think it takes to buy a property? What do you think it takes to buy a I'm going to call it an investment property. It takes capital. It takes money, right? 
whether that is your money or whether you understand investments or whether you understand having investors, there is some type of, I'm going to call it financial literacy that is required. So you have to look at your money shit. 10 years ago, when I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and I have told this story many, many times, when I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, I was in startup in my business. I was actually really loving my, uh, I felt confident in my parenting because I invested a lot of time, money, and energy in becoming, I don't want to say a better parent, but a more aligned parent, a more calm parent. So I was really confident there. But one area of my life that I was not confident in was money. And I had this belief that men are better with money than women. It was my belief. It was through patriarchy. I was very much like the man makes the money, the man understands money, and the woman can make money, but she doesn't need to control or manage the money. And it wasn't until I got sick when I had to figure out how to make more money um, so that I could reinvest in my physical body so that I didn't die, so that I didn't get sick. It forced me to look at our money. And I remember the first time we opened our bank accounts and I had this holy shit moment where I realized that story that I've been telling myself about money, that men are better with money than women, or I'm not good with money, that that was a story and that nobody was going to come and save me. No man was going to financially save me. And it was my sole responsibility to figure this shit out if I wanted to have financial freedom one day. Let me repeat that. Write that down. It was my sole responsibility to figure this shit out if I wanted, if I, not we, if I wanted to have financial freedom in the future. How often are you or are we dependent on other people because we are afraid to open our bank accounts because it's emotionally uncomfortable or we just don't simply have the skill because nobody fucking taught us? So in that moment, I had to take back control. And by taking back control of how I wanted to feel with my own money, not our money, my money, understanding money, my own relationship to money. I had to start learning about it. And so I asked for help and I cried many, many times. I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and I got incredibly emotionally uncomfortable. I invested time, I invested money, and I invested energy in reading books, in listening to podcasts, in investing in financial coaches to help me. And I took action and I didn't want to take action. And I cried and I was resistant and I avoided and I procrastinated and I got back up again and I took more action. And eventually, slowly, 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 I had a lot of credit card debt and mostly that credit card debt was uh, from uh, cancer recovery. And I maxed out all of our credit cards. I called the credit card companies and asked for more credit. And I just maxed it out mainly because I had to put that back into my body. 
And I am so grateful for Visa. I always say Visa saved my life. So I realized though, that if my lifestyle is not sustainable in the sense of what I wanted to reinvest back into myself and into my vision, right? I knew the vision that I had for my life was going to require a different level of financial literacy skills that I are that I currently had. So I had to learn a skill. And by learning a skill, I had to invest in learning that skill. And I had to come up with a plan and I had to execute the plan. And so in order for today's present day to come to life, I had to one, give myself permission to want what I wanted, listen deeply to my desires. Two, I had to get my money shit in order. Okay. So I have a vision. I start to learn about money. And then I had to learn how people call it manifest, but I had to learn to emotionally regulate. That's it. That's all manifestation is, is emotional regulation. I had to figure out how to stay in an energy of possibility and hope when other people would project their fears, their anxieties onto me. And sometimes that fear came from my husband. Sometimes, you know, the poo-poo came from the people that I was dependent on meaning like friends or family or anything like that. But oftentimes when I would hire a coach or a mentor, they believed in me. They challenged me. They would challenge me to think bigger. They would challenge me to dream bigger. And the interesting part about that is when you have people in your corner who believe in you and can see your future vision, and that is their job is to hold that for you, you begin to slowly see it for yourself, but it makes you emotionally uncomfortable. Hence the reason the podcast is called that. And so when it comes to emotional regulation skills, I can't tell you how many times I have been angry and frustrated and resentful and overwhelmed and I wanted to give up, but I never did. Because I understand to me, the definition of actual failure is giving up. So I have failed daily, but I never give up. I just won't. Mainly because that's just in my DNA. Did I always think that? No, but I realized that looking back in time, not actually giving up is the true definition of success is like you're persistent. But here's the thing with emotional regulation is (sighs) I'm a huge advocate for mental health and I believe in it, meaning this whole, you know, mental health is a real thing. Mental disease is a real thing. Mental illness is real. There are real diseases and illnesses in our lives. Do I think we are proactive as a culture? No. Do I think As a mainstream culture, we are being of service to people. Fuck no, not at all. When it comes to emotional regulation and emotional intelligence and really understanding what my emotions were telling me, that might feel incredibly foreign to some of you. But 
why was I so angry? Why was I so frustrated? Why was I so resentful? And when I would sit with those feelings, when I would sit with my anger and I would say, and write this down, anger, why are you here? Anger, what do you need from me to feel safe to leave my body? I would have to listen. And sometimes I had to forgive somebody, but most of the time the anger was me being frustrated with myself because I wasn't taking action on something that I knew I needed to take action on. The reason why I became resentful towards other people was because I didn't hold a boundary. I didn't speak my truth and I didn't really communicate what I wanted. So I started to learn that my emotions were literally guiding me back home to myself. My emotions were guiding me back home to how I wanted to feel. And so if I wanted to stay in this, this, I'm not, you can call it high vibration, but if I wanted to stay in this energy of how can I, how can I, how can I, and freedom and possibility, but yet I was being ang- I felt angry, resentful and overwhelmed and chronically fatigued. I had to learn to listen to my body to say, what is that? Why are you here? So my emotions started literally coming to me and like knocking on the door and being like, hey, I need your attention for a minute. And I had to learn to stop and listen. And then I had to act. So let's talk about action for a second. When I started my personal development journey, I learned from a lot of people who were talking about manifestation and feeling good and vision boarding, but they left out this portion of action. And I see so many people who don't have the emotional boundaries, meaning you don't have boundaries for your emotions. You're either swinging to the pendulum of your feeling too much, meaning like your emotion is just taking over you and it's sucking you under. Or the opposite side where you've cut off your emotions and you're such a doer that it's actually affecting your relationships. So I had to find this beautiful balance and in the middle, the messy middle of when to feel and when to act. And I'm telling you right now, most of the people that I work with, you're either avoiding taking action on an emotional issue because you don't want to feel your feelings or you're avoiding taking action on a strategy because it makes you feel a certain way that you've worked so hard not to feel. And I have had to find this balance of when to be logical and non-emotional about something versus when to cultivate connection and empathy. All of these skills specifically have gotten me to today. And now I'm going to tell you more of the logistical stuff that happened. Athletic Greens, AG1. Yes, I'm talking about them. Me and every podcast host. They have saturated the market and they are saturating my veins. I love my AG1. Um, yeah, it's become a like a daily mild addiction. 
And I feel so much better with it in my system. If you are looking for just to implement a small micro habit in your life, or maybe your kids' lives, I sneak that shit into my kids' smoothies all the time. And Brian loves it too. And you know what I love about it? I love their travel packs. So if you're interested in trying out Athletic Greens, head on over to drinkag1.com forward slash EU. That's drinkag1.com forward slash EU for emotionally uncomfortable. So the last few years, um, especially during COVID. So during COVID, we purchased uh, an RV or a trailer because you couldn't go anywhere. So everyone was camping. And while we did this, we were, you know, driving our camper everywhere. And my husband is not a huge camper. Um, I grew up camping, but it was kind of a pain in the ass. And both of us knew that eventually we wanted a cottage because it's like a place to stay, a place to call our own, and we just wanted more space. So as we were um, bringing this camper around to different places, we started <laughs> scouting out areas that we wanted our cottage in. So look at us, right? Acting as if, acting as if. And remember the whole time, my husband thinks I'm the crazy one. Remember, I'm the dreamer. I'm the visionary. I'm the one that's like, let's do this. Let's do this. And he knows me by now because we've been together for almost 20 years. He knows me by now that I'm going to act on something if I want it. He trusts me. He's definitely scared. He definitely has his opinion, but I don't allow that to stop me from dreaming. I don't even allow my husband's opinion of who I should be or what we should do really stop me. Sometimes it slows my action down a little bit. And there is a yin and a yang with that. And we have a lot of emotionally uncomfortable conversations about it. <clears throat> and we find a compromise. But sometimes he keeps me incredibly grounded because to be honest, if it weren't for him, I'd probably have... 23 legged dogs by now because I freaking love animals. So, my point of that is we're driving around in the RV, we're going camping, we're doing all the things. We find a location that we like, like a town in Ontario, in Canada. And the next step is to hang out in that town. So, the next year, we get a seasonal site and we put our RV on it so that we don't have to pull it everywhere. But the only shitty part is we have three kids and two dogs and we're hanging out in a fifth wheel, not a fifth wheel, but like a trailer. So when we were in the trailer, there just wasn't much space. And again, I remember all last summer going to the town that we purchased the cottage in and thinking, how can I, how can I, how can I, how can I make this happen? Who do I need to be? Who do I need to become? What action do we need to take? I'm obsessing over it. I'm journaling on it. I'm literally hiring uh, people to help me with breath work and visualization. And I'm like, how can I make this happen? Let me see it. Let me see it. So I want you to hear me when I say I didn't give up on a dream. I didn't stop dreaming because I didn't know how. I was persistent with it. But here's the thing about this. I had to let go of the how and I had to stop putting pressure on myself. 
So I had to step into this curiosity energy. So last summer, while we were traveling back and forth to our trailer, something felt off. I liked the area, but I wasn't in love where the trailer was. And it's a good drive from our house. Like it's like five, five and a half hours. So there was a part of me that was like, ugh, this is not fun. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't love it. This doesn't feel like home. I need more space. I need to feel grounded. I don't like this. But there was something that was off. And I'm sure you felt this before where you're like, what is it? Like, I thought this is what I wanted. I'm like, okay, I have a trailer in the woods. What is this? So we kept going back and forth last summer and I'm like, this just feels off. I'm not supposed to be here. I don't like this. But then there was a deeper part of me that was like, you're getting close. You're getting close. So I kept listening to it. So I want you to hear me when I say this. I spent a whole year doing something that didn't light me up because I knew it was getting me closer to my goal, it felt right, but it just felt uncomfortable. I knew we were getting closer. I knew I liked the area. I knew I liked, it was like, it was so close, but the feeling was like icky. It wasn't like I wasn't supposed to be there. It was like, ah, like I was hitting an upper limit. Like I was about to have a breakthrough. Does this make sense? There's a difference. And when you live this courageous, freedom-based lifestyle where you're willing to go after your shit, even though you know it's going to be emotionally uncomfortable, you begin to, like, you begin to decipher the difference between fear or indecision or just like this messy middle feeling. Like, it's an intuitive feeling. So, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, the winter comes. Um, also, last year when we had our trailer, this was like the the full year that we had it. We're like, okay, we're going to find a cottage in this town. Um, there was a huge storm that came through. And it it took out, it almost took out our trailer. And I was like, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Um, almost took out our trailer, but didn't. Like our trailer was in like a little bubble. So we're talking to local people and we're like, okay, we'll figure it out. But we did start to feel very comfortable with the area and like get to know people and create some roots and connections. So winter comes and then, you know, crazy things happen over the winter. You grow, you evolve. Every season when you're constantly growing and evolving and up-leveling, you re-enter into a different season and you're like, something's changed. So it's spring. It's time to open the trailer again. So we drive up. This is where it gets good. We drive up and I look at my husband and I say, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I think this year is the year. And he looks at me and he's like, you're fucking nuts. I'm like, I have no idea how we are going to do this, but something feels like this is it. I'm like, we're either selling the trailer And we're staying home this season or something's happening, but I feel complete here. 
with this trailer and I'm ready for the next level. So this was early May. It was May 2-4 weekend. Um, and I went on the realtor site and I found this place that we have. And I was like, interesting. It was within our budget. It was 10 minutes from the trailer. It was on a holiday weekend. So I called the agent and I said, can we go look? And she said, yep, no problem. We can get you in tomorrow. So I just said to my husband, right? Act as if, write that down. Act as if, act as if. What is the next action that you need to take towards your bigger vision, right? How you want to feel, what you want. I couldn't let fear get in the way. I couldn't let doubt or disappointment of like, why look, we can't afford it. I acted as if, right? But I walked in super neutral. So we walked in, we saw this place and it's beautiful, but the energy was off. And I'm like, I'm not lit up. I'm not excited. I'm neutral. It's nice. It's got potential. But it's also interesting because the place is stuck in time. The energy felt very stuck. The sellers were stuck in their life. And they were older, but the gentleman was very anxious and just stuck, 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 stuck. And I was like, it doesn't feel creepy here. It doesn't feel scary. It just feels dormant. Like it's waiting to come back to life. There's a lot of overgrown shrubs and bush. It's on a beautiful creek. Um, and it needs a paint job. It needs lots of investment in it. A lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money. But there's something here. So I listen. I was curious. The price was right. The land was way more than we expected. It wasn't on a lake, which I knew I, we wanted to be on water, but it was on a creek. And the creek has like literal rapids and there's crown land around it, which means it's like in nature, nobody is ever going to be building on it. I thought there's something here. And then my husband was immediately on board. He got excited. He got lit up. And I thought, this is interesting. This is actually strange because he is never on board for my crazy ideas. I'm like, interesting. Huh, that feels easy. Huh, that feels easy. So we let it go. And the realtor, being a good salesperson, followed up with us multiple times. And I kept leaning in. I didn't rush. Um... And I asked around, I was like, how can I, how can I, how can I make this happen? And we asked, we asked our friends, we asked our family, we asked people that we know have income properties. How did you do this? We got connections. We got conversations. I acted on those conversations. Uh, I took the next steps that were required from those conversations and we got approval. So then we put in a offer and we asked less than what it was going for and the offer got accepted and everything just felt so easy. It felt scary. 
It felt incredibly emotionally uncomfortable. It felt like, are you fucking kidding me? Are we actually doing this? But it felt easy. So the moral of the story is, after me describing this to you for 30 minutes, is if something is meant for you, it should feel easy. But that doesn't mean the process of getting there is going to be emotionally comfortable. I had to face my fears. I had to face my, who do you think you are? I had to face some discrimination or some, not discrimination, some criticism from friends and family of like, how are you going to make that happen? And who do you think you are? I had to watch those little passive aggressive digs being projected at me. But I'm telling you right now, I've always gone back to trusting my gut. I had to plan and learn skills almost a decade in advance to get to the level of where I am now and where we are now to be in a financial situation where this was possible. You don't just fucking put shit on a vision board and cross your fingers and do the same thing every single day and expect a different result. You have to start walking towards it. You have to start physically taking the action that you don't want to take. The action that you resist taking. You have to face your deepest fears. You have to have emotionally uncomfortable conversations. And even better, this space is not just mine. It's not a family cottage. This is going to be a space where I invite women to heal, where I invite women to come and to think about their big dreams. Who do they want to be? What type of parent do they want to be? What do they want their work to look like? What impact do they want to make in the world? What's their purpose? And so many times over my journey in the last 10 plus years, actually probably more like almost 20 years of investing in personal development, some of the biggest life-changing moments that I have had have been at retreats. And I remember exactly going to some of those, like one of my first retreats. And I often look back and I think, where would I be if that coach or mentor didn't show up and face her fears? Where would I be if that homeowner didn't create that safe space? And so courage is a relay race. When you're being courageous and you are going after your dreams and living your life, you are literally passing the baton to the next person to do the same thing. And it's just time and consistency. Slowly, 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 if you give yourself permission to dream, wouldn't it be nice if, and you write that list and you act on it, you will be blown away as to what's possible for you. 
keep going. Don't let fear dictate your actions. You're so much better than that. Did you know you're my favorite? I love my podcast listeners and I want to get to know you better. So I would love for you to head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash chat. This is a way for you to text me, to send me a video, um, and to connect with me. So maybe there's something that I said on the podcast, or maybe I might say to you, go text me the word and I'll tell you a word. That's where we're going to do it. So I want you to be able to connect with me. Tell me what other episodes you want me to talk about, um, what your biggest takeaway and aha moment was. This is all about community. So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash chat. Let's get to know each other. Why are you here? What's your biggest takeaway? What type of supports are you seeking? Who do you want me to interview next? heatherchauvin.com forward slash chat. C-H-A-T. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable, and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving, and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also on the inside show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E quiz. 